Oh, good afternoon, listeners. We're about to rock. It is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flashback time. We do this every single Sunday from 4pm through until 6 o'clock this evening. And i got to tell you, I've got a couple of great special guests for you this afternoon, alrighty. First of all, I've got a new young lady. Um, she's going to be on a little bit later on in the program. Her name is Kate. And... Um, She's really nice. She's got some acoustic stuff that we're going to be listening to a couple of tracks of throughout the program. And then after that, I have got the great Dave Tice. He's got a gig coming up uh, next Saturday night at the uh, Butcher's Brew Bar. And um, he's going to be talking to us a little bit about that. I'm going to to save that for much, much later on in the program, though, okay? So if you do want to... uh, Send me some messages, give me a ring, anything you want to hear, but it's got to be Aussie. You can get me on 1300 or you can text me on 0492 All right, now I've already had my first request for the afternoon. Going out to Mark, wanted to hear some LRB. Thank you so much, Mark. Enjoy, my friend.
Oh, there you go, listeners. What a way to start the afternoon of Aussie flashbacks with a track by LRB, Curiosity Killed the Cat. And that one's going out to Mark. You know what, I think I'll do a double shot of LRB. I really uh, I really love their music. And, and he was uh, one of my special guests, Mr. Glenn Chorick, about a month ago. And um, great guy, great guy, fun to talk with him. And I've got a couple of great special guests coming up this afternoon, okay? Uh, right at the start um, of the guest list, it'll be... Um, Kate Gerges, and then later on in the program, we're going to have Dave Tice, okay? But that's going to be later on. You've got to stick around with me. I'm here till 6 o'clock this evening. It'll be a bit later than 6, I think. My, I think I'll finish at 7. Yeah, I think 7 today because that uh, that chat with Dave Tice, that that's goes quite a while. So I'm going to put that on much, much later in the program. Now, if you do want requests, you know what to do. Just like Mark, you can call me, 1300494988, or you can message me on 0492994445. Now, here's the double shot of LRB. My most favourite track by LRB, it's a number called Cool Change. Straight after this, I'm going to play a track by Corey Legg, celebrating his 28th birthday today. If there's one thing in my life that's missing, it's the time that I spend alone. Sailing on the cool and bright clear water. There's lots of those friendly people. They're showing me ways to go But I never want to lose their inspiration Time for cool change I know that it's time for a cool change And now that my life so prearranged I know that it's time for a cool change Well I was born in the sign of water and it's there that I feel my best The albatross and the whales they a special feeling when you're out on the sea alone staring at the full moon like a lover
It's the time that I spend alone Sailing on the cool and bright clear water It's kind of a special feeling Out on the sea alone Staring at the There you go, listeners. Cool change, LRB, my most favourite LRB track of all. All righty, I'm going to play a track now. This is by Corey Legg. Now, Corey was one of my special guests a couple of weeks back, and he's got a brand new album coming out, and it is called Some Days. It's coming out on the 1st of uh, September, and if you want to pre-order... He will sign it for you and he'll send it to you. It's 25 bucks for the album. He's going to sign it for you and he'll post it to you at that cost. Okay, so $25 for the album, signed, free postage. It comes out on the 1st of September and he will get it to you by the 1st of September. So uh, check it out, okay? It's a great deal. He's going to sign it for you. The album's called Some Days by Corey Legg. And if you go into his Facebook page and private message him, he will organise uh, signing a copy for you and getting it to you by the release date. And also, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Corey. Turns 28 today. Good on you, my man. I'm going to play the single, or one of the singles from that album, um, some days, and it is uh, going really, really well for him on the country charts. It's a number called Fireball, and straight after that, I've got a track for Gary.
Oh, there you go, listeners. That is Corey Legg celebrating his 28th birthday today. And as I said, if you want to get his brand new album, Some Days, it comes out on the 1st of September. If you uh, message Corey, go into Facebook, Corey Legg, message him, private message him. He will send you a copy, $25 signed with free postage, and you'll get it by the uh, delivery date of the 1st or the release date of the 1st of September. Can't do any better than that. Good on you, Corey, and uh, have a great day, my friend. Alrighty, keeping the music coming your way, the madness of Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flashbacks. Do it every Sunday from 4pm. My name is Phil C, and Aussie flashbacks, that's my game. And uh, if you've just joined me, you can either give me a call, 1300-494-988, or you can message me on 0492-994-445 for your requests. But they gotta be Aussie. All right, I'm sending this one out to Gary. Now, Gary loves his uh, Jimmy Barnes stuff, and he's messaged me. He's asked me for uh, a track called Driving Wheels. Good on you, Gary. Thanks for contacting.
Oh, there you go, Jimmy Bunn's going out to Gary. Driving wheels. What a great afternoon I've got planned for you. I've got two very special guests on the program this evening, okay? We're going to finish at 7 o'clock. I'm going to bring the uh, Dave Tice uh, chat that I had with him the other day. I'm going to bring that on about 6 o'clock this evening, okay? Um, and before that, I've got uh, a very talented young lady. Her name is Kate Gurgis, and I'm going to have her on the program Right, uh, in about, ooh, let me have a look, oh, maybe in about half an hour's time. And um, I've got a guest next week, and I'm going to send this out to my Party Central people. I know they're tuned in. I'm getting lots of messages from them. I've got lots of requests coming in. I've got one for Chris and one for Julie already on the pad. Uh, I've got another one here from Scotty. He's not, a, he's not a Party Central person, but I've got a request for him that's coming up next. The Party Central people. Now, this is going out to you, my friends. My special guest next week. Who do you reckon? I think they're all staring at each other now, scratching their heads. Who do you think I've got for you guys next week? Who who would be a special guest that would make Chris's hair, if he had any, curl? I want I want you guys to let me know if you can guess it. My special guest for next week, and this is this is one for Chris. He's going to absolutely love the guest I've got lined up for next week. I want to see if they guess it. That's what I want to do. All righty. Before we do that, though, i got the music coming your way. This one's going out to Scotty. Now, Scotty played this band on his program today, and he actually played this song that I'm going to play for you. Um, I don't know much about these guys. I know this is their – I think it's their fifth album that this particular song is from. Um, they go by the name of The Cartwheels. I'm going to check out a little bit more about them for next time, okay? I, haven't, I don't know a great deal about them. Um, but the song he's asked me for is a number called a Kookaburra Calling, and the band is called The Cartwheels, and it's going out to Scotty. <laughs>
there you go. Kookaburra calling the cartwheels. And as I said, Scotty Gibbons had that on his program today. And uh, Scotty is our RV guy. If you want to know anything about um, uh, RVs, you know, four-wheel driving, camping, caravanning, fifth-wheelers, he's the guy you need to tune into. And he does it every Sunday from uh, 1pm, okay? And uh, he knows it all, whatever you want to do. He had a great program today. I tuned in and listened to it on the 89.9 FM Hawkesbury Gold channel. He was, uh, he was broadcasting on that. And um, I was listening to it. He, he did a trip down to South Australia and I thought, Mount Gambia, all the places he mentioned, I was there this year before COVID broke out and gave us a headache (laughs) so good on you scott thanks for keeping it going my friend now i'm going to play a track and then i'm going to play the the track for chris but before that happens i'm going to play a track by kate kate's my special guest she's going to be on kate gugas she's going to be on the show about five o'clock um and she is um oh what can i say she's an aspiring young entertainer and she she writes her own material (laughs) And um, I absolutely love a couple of her songs, and I'm going to play them before she comes on. And um, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the backstories behind the songs, hopefully, if I can coax it out of her, okay? So the song I've selected first up is a number called Ghost, and it's by Kate Gerges, folks. Straight after this, I changed the party for Chris. Oh, 
nothing at all You didn't say anything at all You left me with nothing at all Your ghost killed me Hey, Gurgis, folks, what an incredible young talent. And she's going to be on the program in about 25 minutes' time. I'm going to try to get her on. And um, she's going to hopefully tell us a little bit about her music and also, um, you know, the backstories to some of these songs. I've selected that one. And also the other one I really like is a number called Competition. So, yeah, hopefully she'll, uh, she'll reveal where these uh, inspirations came from. Alrighty, now I've had the Party Central people messaging me. <laughs> I knew they'd be excited about my guest of next week. We've got to get through this week first, guys, okay? We've got uh, Kate coming up in a, little, and in a little while, and then after that we've got Dave Tice on the program as well. He's coming on around about 6 o'clock, okay? Um, so you make sure you stick around because I'm going to be here till 7 this evening. And uh, next week, I got messages. Um, Mark messaged me and said, John Swan. I said, no, but if you want, I'll message him. I'll get in touch with John. And he said, hell yeah. All righty. Well, I'll message John for you this week. And uh, Chris, Chris said, would it be Russell Morris? And I went, yep, it's Russell Morris. So my special guest next week <laughs> is Russell Morris. Boy, are we getting some acts on this program. Aussie flashbacks, okay? If you've missed any of my past programs or past interviews, check them out on aussieflashbacks.com.au. There you're going to find the past programs and also the uh, the past interviews. And you can also listen to me live there on my, on my uh, streaming service there. You can also check me out on Spotify. And you can... Uh, Follow me on Facebook as well, okay? So please do that because without your support, my show wouldn't be getting as big as it is and I've got to send a message out to all of you. I love you so much. Thank you for the support. It's, it's, it's fantastic because the program really is growing and growing. All righty, this next one, I've got to send this one out to Chris. Now, he loves Buffalo and Dave Tice is the lead singer of Buffalo and he's going to be on the show later on. So for you, Chris, it's a number called Little Queenie.
there you go, listeners. That, of course, is Buffalo Little Queenie. And Dave Tice, he was the singer in that band back in the 70s. What a huge act they were. And uh, he's going to be my second special guest. Normally I only have one. But because Dave's doing a gig next Saturday night with his trio at the uh, Brew Butcher Bar... Um, I thought I'd better get him on and talk about the gig. And he's going to be on a little bit later on. So make sure you stick around. I'm going to be here till 7 tonight, okay? And don't you leave when I leave at 7 because, you know, you can get Aussie flashbacks now 24-7. All you got to do is just stay there. Stay on the app, aussieflashbacks.com.au. I wonder if anybody checked out the pub show, the pub program you probably didn't because you, you maybe you didn't know saturday night eight to midnight aussie pub rock you got to check it out midnight to dawn tonight we've got true blue aussie country for all the country fans okay so check it out aussieflashbacks.com.au click on the link listen live and you're going to get some great music coming your way all righty this next track is going out to wizard i wanted to hear some rose tattoo it's a number called Rock and Roll Outlaw.
Oh, there you go, folks. Rock and roll outlaw. Oh, should I let this one go? What do you think? Let's do a double shot. Rose tattoo. There you go, folks. Nice, boys. Don't play rock and roll. Double shot of Rose Tattoo. All righty. I'm going to play a song now. This one's going out to Amanda. It's the Divinals. Hope you're liking the music. I know the people calling me up, huh?
the late great Chrissy Amphlett and the Divinals. When I think about you, I touch myself. Going out to Amanda. Thanks so much, Amanda, for connecting with us this afternoon. We've got some great music coming your way and we've got a couple of great acts, okay? I'm going to try and get Kate on the phones in about 10 minutes' time and make sure you stick around until about 6 o'clock. We're going to have Dave Tice. Next week, we've got Russell Morris on the program as well. I've got some incredible acts lined up for you, okay? We've got Round Mountain Girls. We've got uh, David Rastrick. We've got uh, – uh, who else have I got? An old rock and roller from way back. Jade Hurley's going to be on the program. Now, if you want to hear somebody on the program, let me know and I will certainly do my best. I mean, when I uh, when I said I had somebody special for the Party Central people, somebody said, what about John Swan? Now, yeah, I'll do my best to get John Swan. I'll, I'll send a message to John um, and um, I'm sure John would be on the program. I'm sure he would. So leave it with me. I mean, don't ask me for ridiculous people. I don't think I could get Farnham on here. I had a, I had a friend who said he knew him. I think he was dreaming because uh, when I put it on him to connect me, <laughs> it didn't happen. In fact, I don't even know how I'd get in touch with him. Um, I played a track last week by Mal Eastick. Now, if you want to hear Mal, I'll, I'll, I'll get Mal on the line, okay? so But I need to know who you want to hear and I'll do my best to get it, but I can't get impossible acts, okay? I'll do my best to get him. If, if it's a challenge, I love a challenge. All right, now this next track is going out to... Let me see. Whoever is it going out to? It's actually going out to, I can't even remember, Julie. Apologies, Julie. Apologies. I've got a lot of requests on here. Julie's asked for a number by Powderfinger. And um, I'm going to bring this up straight now, right after this. Here it is. <laughs> it's called Trilogy. Trill, Trilogy. <laughs> she knows what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Out of finger. Every story gone untold, there's a secret that dissolves. So many pieces still unsold, you're not quite who you think you are. The symptoms from afar I'm closing down your shooting star There you go
There you go, listeners. Going out to Julie Powderfingers Trilogy. There you go. Look, I'm going to play a track now by Kate. I've just messaged Kate. She's all ready to do the phone interview with us. I'm going to get her up straight after this track. Now, this is another original song of hers. It's a number called Competition. So make sure you stick around, listen to Kate, and stick with me till 7 o'clock, okay? Because at 6 o'clock, we're going to have Dave Tice on the phones. Now, this is Kate, and it's called... Competition. Every time I mention his name, the reaction is always the same. And I know it's hard to hear it, and I know you're not a fan. But even when you're home, I feel so alone, and you know I just can't stand it. But you just don't understand That it's not a competition Please don't count the score I know For jealousy there is no cure I'll be clear it's not a game I love you both the same But I just can't take this
there you go, listeners. That is Kate, Kate Gerges. What an incredible young talent. Now, this young lady's only 18 years of age. She's uh, been writing since she was uh, about nine, and she started singing when she was seven, and I've got her on the phones right now to talk to us. How are you, Kate? I'm great, thanks. How are you, Phil? I am having an absolute ball. I'm getting hammered here from pillar to post with all the requests. And uh, look, I, I really enjoy uh, listening to your music. I've got to tell you, and I and I hope some of the people out there are listening, listening to it as well, and want to check you out a little bit later on. Uh, and we'll find out how how you can tell us about where they can find you later on. Um, so. I want to uh, I want to ask you a couple of things. Firstly, I want to give you a big congratulations. Those two songs that you you've written yourself, "Ghost" and "Competition." I, I absolutely love them, and that's the reason why I got you on the program. And uh, I think they're Thank really ah, you so uh, you're so welcome, Kate. Look, I, I think they're really really nice songs. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like you started playing. Oh, actually, you started singing at seven and you started writing your own music at nine. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been singing my whole life. I started lessons when I was about six or seven. And same with piano. I started um, piano lessons when I was about six or seven. Um, I also play guitar and I started that around 2015, so about five years ago, because we started doing um, a guitar unit at school in music and then I just continued to teach myself from there on YouTube and online and things like that. And I also um, have been playing ukulele self-taught in the past year or two. And I've started writing when I was about nine. I actually remember the first time I wrote a song. I was sitting on the side of the field at my brother's AFL game and I had my iPad with GarageBand and I just, lyrics just came to me and I wrote a melody and used the GarageBand sound and that's how it started. Alrighty, okay. Well, look, um, that's fantastic because you're writing your own material, which I think is absolutely brilliant stuff, and you started doing that around about nine. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Now, I noticed on your bio that you, you, um, you, draw, you draw your lyrics from your own past experiences, yet when I hear a word like ghost, <laughs> and you're only 18 years of age, like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. some, some pretty heavy lyrics in there. Like, where where um where did that come from? That song, Ghost. Um, so that one I actually wrote pretty quickly. I remember I started writing it. I was on the beach with guitar, just sitting by myself in the sun last year. Um, it was inspired by someone who was in my life for a lot of last year, who uh, was kind of sometimes there and sometimes wasn't. Said he didn't want to be there, said did want to be there, and then. I felt like didn't know how to show it and that we just didn't really communicate well. Right. Um, and then I likened that to the presence of being a ghost who was there sometimes and sometimes just disappearing. Okay. Um, and also metaphorically and literally also related that to the fact that when we were talking, he would just sometimes not respond to days and days. And then, so, got the idea of being ghosted from there. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to ask you about one of your other songs in a moment, but before we do that, like, where where did your, you know, your musical talent, do, do members of your family sing or play or do any of that, or was this just something you thought at seven years of age you wanted to do? Um, yeah, well, I've always had music in my life. Um my mum sang at school and dad played guitar at, like, at school. 
And then my stepmom also plays piano. My brother and stepbrother play guitar. So okay. um, I'm surrounded by music a lot at home, and there's always music playing at home as well. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. And I noticed also in your bio that you, you've done a lot of musical theatre as well. I guess the school productions and stuff like that. So, yeah. And you've multiple musicals. So what sort of musicals were you involved with and were you, a, were you like a mains character in those or, or what were your parts and what were the shows? So I've just been in, um, in choruses in a couple of musicals just through school. The most recent one was um, 2018, my high school did high school musical. Right. Um, and I was just uh, a lead chorus role, so I had a little small solo role, but it was mainly just in the chorus. Okay. Um, and I've also just done a lot of um, musical ensemble work with choir, I've been quite in choirs my whole life in primary school and in high school, and I was also in the Australian Girls Choir for seven years. Okay. Um, and we just performed, did gigs and things at sport games and shopping centres and um, concerts every year. Okay. Fantastic. And that, that's no doubt give you, I guess, the being on stage, giving you the, the encouragement to be able to perform in front of people and write your own material. I mean, that's... that's yeah, exactly. Very good. That's, look, I love it. Tell me about competition. I, I've been listening to competition, <laughs> right? And, and hmm, you love them both the same. What, what's this all about? Um. So this one, so my parents separated when I was six. Okay. And... Um, this is one of the fastest songs I've written. So it was at a time um, when my parents really weren't getting along. Right. And I felt like there was a game or a competition between my parents for my love, I guess, and attention. And as, as if I could only side with one of them and I was neglecting the other. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So you were, your, your family split? And they were, yeah. and they were sort of, I guess, wanting to, yeah, fight for your competition. Well, I understand it now. Competition, of course, yeah. unbelievable. How? When, when did you write that? You said it was easy for you to write, or you wrote it uh, relatively quickly. How long ago was that? Year. Last year. That was last year. Okay. Or the end of the year before to the start of last year. Okay. So, have you got any new music in 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 the pipeline? Um, I've, I'm on uni break at the moment. I've been writing a lot this year and last year, and as because I'm on break, I've been recording a lot of it. Right. And so I'm hoping to get a lot of it out on SoundCloud and Spotify soon. Yeah, okay. Um, I do my main. Um, I just do covers on Instagram, and I have a few videos on YouTube that I'm going to update as well. Okay. Um, because I can record more because I have time and all of it now. Yes. So yes. I'm hoping to get more out there. Okay. Now, what about that? You play three instruments. You play uh, ukulele, guitar, and piano. So, which which did you learn first, and at what age? Um, I saw, I started singing first, but then piano was about age six. Right. Uh, ukulele has just been self taught for the past year or two. Okay. And then guitar, um, around twenty fifteen. So you've only been playing also for five years. Incredible. So obviously you're finding it really easy. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little bit stunned. You've been playing guitar for five years and you've self-taught. That's, yeah. That's pretty. Just off YouTube and things like that. That's pretty amazing. I think you're an amazing young talent, my dear, and I, I – so at the moment, if people want to listen to your music, the best way they can find it is on YouTube, I guess. You're not on any of the platforms at this stage. Yeah, 
I have a couple of songs on Triple J on Earth as well. Right. The two that you played and the third one. The third one is The Way It Used To Be, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to play that in a moment. Tell us about that and then I'll play that. And, um, yeah, what's it about? The Way It Used To Be. Um, it's about a relationship, same one as Ghost, um, that I had last year, um, just about how things were up compared to the start towards the end of the um, relationship. Okay. And going back to like reminiscing on the things that were happening at the start. All right. Incredible. Well, I got to tell you, Kate. I, I think you got a big future ahead of you. I just, I just hope people hear your music, and you've got to get out there and start gigging, and and people have got to meet you and hear you, and and just, I think, I think you got a future, and I, I, I want to encourage you to continue doing what you're doing. Uh, if Thank you, you so much. You're very, very welcome. And if you come up with any new music, you know how to contact me, and it'll be my pleasure to play it for you. All right, thank you. I'll let you know. Okay, thank you so much. Well, there's Kate, Kate Gerges, folks, and I'm going to play that song she just spoke about. It's called The Way It Used To Be. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks, Phil. Okay.
Oh, there you go, folks. That is Kate, and I think she's an incredible young talent, and I want to just promote her as much as I can and try and get people to uh, check her out on Facebook or Instagram, okay, and start following her music. I know she said she's got some um, some music there on iTunes, and she's going to start organising some um, other platforms like Spotify or Amp Rap or something like that, okay? So make sure you check her out. She's a great young lady. I'm really glad I bumped into her last year, and um, I hope she does really, really well. I think she, I think she's got a great future ahead of her. All right. I'm going to keep the music coming your way because I've got requests. <laughs> I'm, getting, oh, I'm getting so many requests. It's crazy. And uh, I'm getting messages here. People are telling me they're, they're listening to gold. Hello to all the listeners at gold. Thank you. Okay. Um, and I've got people listening to me on the Aussie Flashbacks um, page. Okay. So aussieflashbacks.com.au. You can listen to me live there. Uh, you can also listen to me on the uh, 89.9 FM Hawkesbury Gold. I'm on 88 and Hot FM. And I, I just, there's so many platforms and stations that are getting this program at the moment. It's ridiculous. So, for the Gold listeners, I love you all. Thank you so much. All right. Now, this song is going out to Chris. Chris messaged me and said, because of my special guest next week is Russell Morris. He sent me a message and said, I really would like to hear a song called The Sky Is Falling. But The Sky Is Falling is hard to get. Well, I have to tell you, Chris, I'm a huge fan of Russell Morris like you are, and I think I have his entire catalogue. I might be shy one or two. I'm not sure. And I definitely have this one. It's from the Foot in the Door album. And um, I've got it, and I'm going to play it for you right now. Going out to Chris, The Sky Is Falling. Yeah. 
Oh, going out to Chris. Chris wanted to hear it. The sky is falling from Russell Morris, who will be my special guest on the air next week, okay? Now, that's from his Foot in the Door album. I think I'm just about – I know I've got that one. I'm just having a quick look now. Uh, what, have I, what else have I got by that man? A Thousand Sons, Fundamentalist, Jumpstart, Russell Morris in the Rubes, Off the Shelf. I got them all. I got them all. And uh, I've also got his other stuff too, which is, of course, Shark Mouth, uh, Red Dirt, Red Heart, Van Diemen's Land. And I'm going to play a track from his brand new album. It came out last year. It's an album called Black and Blue Heart. And I wanted to talk to Russell next week about this one. But I also want to talk to him um, about his early, early stuff. I, I, when you speak about Russell Morris, people sort of go, Oh, that's the bloke who played the real thing. <laughs> yeah, and about a million other songs. But I do want to uh, I want to talk to him about that song because can you imagine when it came out? I think it came out in 69. It was like a six-minute, six-and-a-half-minute anthem. It was written by Johnny Young from the Young Talent Time, I suppose you'd call him. And it was produced by um, Ian Molly Meldrum. So two geniuses there. And Russell Morris had it. it. wasn't written for Russell, but Russell got the song and the rest is history. And I, I wouldn't mind asking him about that, so uh, that'll be happening next week. But before next week, we're going to get through this week. So I'm going to give you another shot by Russell. This is Black and Blue Heart from his album of the same name title, and this came out last year, late last year. Let's go. 
running, hiding, or running away. You as brave as you can be. You get knocked down and you get back up and you're standing right there on your feet. You've been intimidated, you've been betrayed, you've been let down oh so so many times. You're a hopeless romantic and you're standing up there on the fire. There you go, folks. That is Russell Morris from his album of last year, Black and Blue Heart. You've got to check it out. You can get it on Spotify. And um, it's a fantastic album. He's totally changed his style. I think he's, I'd like to say he's reinvented himself from the pop days when he was doing. And don't get me wrong, I love all his pop stuff. You know, um, Sweet, Sweet Love, Miss America, Wings of an Eagle. Uh, the real thing, which everybody thinks that's the only thing he's ever done. The people that don't know the man's music at all, I think he's, I think he's one of the, uh, he's one of the legends in the industry. And for for him to be talking to me next week on the program for you guys, I'm absolutely thrilled, and I know you guys are going to be thrilled. And if there's anybody you want to hear, let me know, and I'll see what I can do to get him on. Okay, so far, I've, somebody wants me to try and get John Swan on, so I'll, I'll make I'll make a go at that. I've got Jade Hurley. Somebody said, oh, I want to hear Jade Hurley. Is he still alive? <laughs> he's still alive? What a silly question. Of course he's still alive. If it wasn't for COVID, he'd be, he'd be rocking around the RSL clubs right now. You know, he's a, he's a legend. He's coming on in a couple of weeks' time. And um, I was talking with Kevin Boris the other day, my good mate Kev, and and he was talking about Maleistic because we did that sh- we did that track last week from Mark for Party Central. We played Kevin Boric and Maleistic, and um, I was talking to Kevin. He said, "Oh, you want to play in Maleistic? I'll, I'll, mate, I'll, I'll give you his number. Give him a call. So <laughs> I'll get, I'll get Mal on the phone on the on the show as well. Why not? That's what it's all about. Aussie, Aussie flashbacks with full C. We do it every Sunday. Start at four, finishing at seven tonight. Okay, and don't you leave when I leave. You stay on my app. That's what you got to do. If you're listening on the uh, on the Hawkesbury Gold app, well, you're going to lose me. I don't know what you're going to get. But if you tune into AussieFlashbacks.com.au and go to the menu and go to the listen. Uh, um, um, Listen live, I think it is. Uh, there you'll be able to listen. 
okay, and any platform you want. And it'll also tell you the stations I'm broadcasting on too, okay, all the programs being played on. Um, so stick around because we've got the pub rock show on Saturday nights. We've got country tonight from midnight to dawn, the Aussie country show, true blue Aussie country, and uh, lots of big stuff coming your way, okay. So you've got to stick with us. Stick with me. Okay, I'd like to say the best in the West, but I don't say that anymore. I'm playing this next track, and this one's going out to Jock. Now, Jock is from Lithgow, and Jock's not been well, okay? And I know he's tuned in. He's tuned in. He he doesn't often message, but he's tuned in. He's not been well. He had a cancer scare there a little while ago, and he's doing fine. And, and um, Jock, this is going out to you, my friend, sending out some love to you in Lithgow. Take it easy and enjoy the music and just relax, my man, and you're going to be fine. Everything's going well for you. You had a bit of a scare, but uh, I understand he's over that now. He wants to hear a song called Teach Me How to Fly, going out to you, Jock. Thanks so much, Jock.
Oh, there you go. Going out to Jock in Lithgow. Teach me how to fly. All right, no problem. The list is growing. I've got some requests for some Kush, some Johnny Farnham, and uh, some Kevin Boric. So make sure you stick around. Here till 7 o'clock this evening. Going to be uh, having Dave Tice on the phones at 6 o'clock this evening. And uh, Dave Tice has got a... Uh, a trio gig happening at the uh, Butcher's Brew and um, the Butcher's Brew Bar, in fact, okay? Now, they're doing the social distancing thing and it's only a limited amount of numbers uh, that can actually get into there. If you go to my webpage, uh, which, of course, is aussieflashbacks.com.au and you check on the gig guide, okay, just just scroll down to the gig guide and you'll see Dave Tice on there and it's got all the information. There's a link to his ticket sales for this particular performance. Dinner and show. I'm not sure what the prices are. I can't remember now. Um, but it's on my gig guide. So aussieflashbacks.com.au. Go to the gig guide and that's going to give you all the information you need to know about Dave's gig uh, next Saturday. Next Saturday night, I think it is. Um, all right, before I before I play this next track, um, which is a, a Kush song, I just wanted to, if Kate's still listening, I'm getting a couple of messages here to say, um, you know, it's good to see that uh, Aussie Flashbacks, which is primarily keeping, according to Kevin Boric, the antiques alive. <laughs> you're not an antique, my friend, okay? You're anything but an antique, but, you know, the dinosaurs was another, was another word he used. Um, but it's also about promoting the new talent, and that's definitely what I want to try to do. I want to get behind people that I feel have got talent that have no avenue to be able to, um, you know, present their music. And Kate, I think, is one of them. I think she's got a lot of talent, and it was a pleasure for me to have her on and, you know, showcasing a couple of her songs. She wrote those songs herself. They're orig- it's original material, and... I think she's great and I would love to see people get behind her and support her and I've got a couple of messages here to say, you know, what a sweetheart she is and it'd be great to, you know, listen to her stuff. So hopefully, go to her, um, go to, uh, let me think, where, where did she say? YouTube. Go to YouTube and type it in. Uh, Kate Gerges, I'll spell it for you. It is spelled, because I'm probably not even pronouncing it correctly, but it's G-U-I-R-G-U-I-S. And if you go onto um, YouTube and type in Kate G U I R G U I S, there's a, there's a few clips there of her apparently. So have a look, and hopefully she'll write new material, and I can present them on the show for you. Now I'm going to play some Kush. Kush is going out to the Party Central people. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit really out there who likes Kush. Jeff Duff. You know, he's the singer from that band. Uh, I know Mark loves Jeff Duff and his music. Um, I'm not sure about Chris. Chris is one of the uh, – he, he's like the founding member, I think, of Party Central. And somebody said that Chris wanted to hear this song. Somehow I think it might be a bit of a, a, bit of a fib. It's called Easy Street. And straight after this, I've got some fun for Scotty. Hey, we land. Well, then they won't get living. They 
There you go. That is Easy Street Kush from the presenting Snow White and the Seven Straits album, going back to about 1974 or 5, I think, with that one. Okay, playing more music coming your way. Got 15 minutes and we're going to have Ticey on the phones. Before that happens, i got to play some more requests. This is for Scott. Johnny Farnham's One. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Yesterday 
Now now to Scotty, won by Johnny Farnham. He's Johnny back those days. And Scotty's the guy who tells you all about the camping, caravanning, four-wheel driving and everything on uh, 1 o'clock on a Sunday, okay, on Hawkesbury Gold, 89.9 FM, Hawkesbury Gold. If you want to know anything about that, check it out, okay. I'm going to be playing you more Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flashbacks for at least another 10 or 13 minutes, and then I'm going to get... uh, Ticey on the phone, and he's going to tell us a little bit. We have um, this gig he's doing at the Butcher's Brew, okay? And as you know, my my interviews are very laid back. I wouldn't call what I do an interview. It's more like a chat with a couple of mates, you know? You could just imagine sitting around, having a beer, you know, in the bar, if you're allowed to do any of that stuff, and talking music and what's going on in the world and all that kind of stuff. They're not in-depth. I don't like to interview. I like to talk to people, and that's what I do. All right, I've got to play some la-di-da's. I'm going to do a – well, I'm going to do a la-di-da song because that's Kevin Boric. Somebody said Kevin Boric, but Boric was in the la-di-da's. So I'm playing this one. It doesn't get played enough. It's a great track. <laughs>
Oh, there you go. Morning, good morning. The Ladi Dars. And you don't get to hear that song ever. I don't think so anyway. But I am going to play you a Kevin Borich track now, okay? This is from his latest album called Totem. And the one I've picked, because the, the, the guy who asked me for it said, just play any Kevin Borich. Absolutely loves KB. And uh, this is a good song. you got to check out the lyrics of this one. It's called Another Freedom. Motherland, they wanna drill it, sell it, frack it, all for the almighty buck. 
There you go, folks. There goes another freedom. And did you see how close he was at the border line there when he said, they just don't give a... No, they don't. That's just greedy governments. Yes. <laughs> I'll be struck off the airways next year or next week. No, I won't. I don't think so. All right, you've got to stick around. I've got Dave Tice. I'm going to play you a track before we get Dave on. Uh, this is from his trio, and he's playing at the uh, Butcher's Brew Bar and the Butcher's Brew Bar is in Marrickville, okay? Uh, 499 Marrickville Road, Dulwich Hill, I'm sorry, Dulwich Hill. Um, and the show starts, let me think, when does it start? I think it starts about 3 or 4 o'clock. And you can get, um, you know, meal and a show there if you want. The information's on my website, aussieflashbacks.com.au, and if you go into the menu bar and then you click down uh, onto the gig guide, it's going to be sitting right there, all the information you need, including a link to the tickets. And um, I'm going to get him up straight after this. Now, this is his trio, and the song is called Brothers in Arms. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Mark and I wish you a pleasant evening, and we'll see you in a month's time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, listeners, I've got a very special guest on the phones this evening, along with my other very special guest. I wasn't expecting to have this gentleman on, but uh, he's got a live gig coming up this following Saturday, which we're going to talk about in a moment. He was the original, the heavy rock singer from uh, fantastic band Buffalo, and he's now got his trio together, and his name is Dave Tice. He needs no introduction. How are you, David? Um, good, Phil. Uh, by the way, when you say no introduction, is that what you meant after that five-minute rave? Ah, oh, listen, my man, I, I just want people to know that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't know about your trio, but they'd remember you from that incredible band you had, Buffalo. And then, of course, when you left the, left the shores and you went and joined up with the uh, the Count Bishops, and and now you're back with your trio, mate, which is fantastic. You're still, you're still rocking and rolling, but just in a different form. So how Well, you-, you know, you, you have to be... Uh you have to be adaptable, uh, Phil. You know, it's not a it's not a, a good thing to be keeping doing the same thing forever and ever. You know. Yep. <laughs> Understand. But, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's um, it, the, the trio is something that's uh, come together almost by accident over the last uh, couple of months or so. Right. I I, I met a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Phil King, uh, a percussionist who lives on the Central Coast. Right. When I was in I was invited to do a show up there uh, just before Christmas last year, uh, and uh, we ended up playing together. He, he joined me when I did what was initially going to be a solo performance, uh, and uh, we really enjoyed playing together. And uh, so I decided that I'd like to try and do some more stuff with with Bill. Uh, and it just so happened that I was also talking to Paul Wheeler uh, about uh, some some things together, and so we uh, we decided well, we might as well all do it. As a trio, right? Um, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, over, over the last few months, before most of last year, I was doing duo shows with uh, Mike Gubb, who you may know, the keyboard player from uh, the, the Dynamic Hypnotics. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So you know, I've, I've done quite a few things over the last few years, and you know, twenty years actually around Sydney with Mark Evans in an acoustic blues duo. Yes. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I've, I've sort of basically been non-stop you know, playing gigs. But now, like everybody else, I'm in the same boat, you know. We, we find ourselves in a situation where live gigging is becoming less and less uh, um, a thing that we can do. Mm. You know, it's uh, nonetheless, as musicians and, and anybody that's been playing music for any uh, amount of time, we all become kind of obsessed with what we do, you know, and feel uh, somehow we, we're not... Uh, doing anything when we're not playing live. You understand? Yeah, I do. It's a, it's a very frustrating situation. Yep. This thing that I'm doing on the 15th um, at Butchers Brew yep. with, uh, with Paul and Phil. Yep. Um, oh, we should say, let me just interrupt it. When you say Paul, Paul Wheeler, we should say he's the bass player from the Aztecs, not the drummer from, um, 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 no, uh, what was the drummer? Paul Wheeler was with, oh, God, what was the name of the band? That's it, Ice House. And so when you say Paul Wheeler, he's the bass player from the Aztecs. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I did, I've done shows with uh, Paul Wheeler, the drummer, yep. as well. Yep. But that was that was when I did some uh, Buffalo Revisited shows yeah. a few years back. It's quite an incestuous business in many ways, you know. After you've been in it for, for a long time, uh, you know, people 
work together in different combinations continually. It's, a, it's an ever ever changing sort of thing, you know. Uh, yeah. And, and and to me, this is all you know a, a great part of it. You know, um, the joy of uh, working with other people and finding that you have something that you can bring to to what you are doing with each other. You know, so that's yes. a marvelous thing. Yeah, look, I, it's great that you guys can all are flexible enough to just be able to join each other and professional and seasoned enough to be able to jump on a stage with each other without having to rehearse for months and put out a fantastic show. I mean, I've seen Paul Wheeler from Ice House. I think the first time I saw him, he was teamed up with Harry Bruce and Di Pritchard, and and yeah. uh, and, and then the next time I saw him, he was on stage with Kevin Borridge. I mean, it's great that these guys can just, you know, wherever they are, can just get together and play music and, and do what they love doing with... And, and I guess there's got a lot of, your mate, a lot of mateship and camaraderie in there because you all know each other, and to, to play with each other... It would be a fantastic thing, for not only for you, but for the audience, to me. It's almost like they're getting a double act because they're getting a guy like you and then they're getting Paul Wheeler from the Aztecs. I mean, he's a legendary bass player. So it's an incredible experience to, to see you well, guys together, you know? Well, you know, Phil, I've, I've always felt really quite privileged to be um, invited to be part of that whole thing. You know, it, it's... Uh, and this is what we lose if we can't play live yeah. together. Yeah. You know, uh, it's all very well and good, all the great technology that we have to be able to sort of do things from different parts of the world, even, you know. Yes. Uh, and something I put something, but it's really not the same as playing together, you know, and looking each other in the eye. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking for that twitch that says, I'm going to go here now. Are you ready? Things like that. Uh-huh. You know, which, which, uh, to me, the essence of what great music is about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, anyway, look, you know, one thing I'll say is yep. that we, we're going to make a, an attempt to do this gig on the 15th at Butcher's Brew. Yeah, tell you know? us all about the gig, mate. Let's talk about that because that's coming up for you next Saturday. Well, yes, that's right. And, and you know, i got to say that Caroline, who uh, runs the Butcher's Brew, a very small venue, She's a wonderful, wonderful woman and, you know, such a supporter of live music. And let's hope that between now and that date, we don't find ourselves in a situation where we have to go into a big lockdown Mm. and can't do it. Mm. No. Uh, We're we're sort of, we're going on faith here, Phil, you know? Yeah. A lot lot of things can go wrong, but we're going to try and do it. Yeah. Uh, And that's all I can say, you know? I've never been to the butchers, uh, to the um, to the butchers brew bar. Is it is it a large enough venue, or is, or is it going to be really really limited first in best dress? Because COVID is just going to make it that much, that much more difficult, isn't it? Social well, distancing. Course, that's right. We have to adhere to all of those things, you know, and that of course limits the number of people that can get in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really quite sure exactly how many, but you know, I, I think it might be uh, somewhere around twenty, but perhaps thirty. But I wouldn't think. To do that many, wow! Wow! Twenty or thirty people. Yeah. Well, you know, I would imagine it may well be twenty. I mean, I'm not quite absolutely positive on that. But yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, I I wonder. I think to myself, am I going to be looking at a room with people sitting isolated and wearing masks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, these things, these these little things like this 
are enormously uh, influential in many ways. You know what I mean? Yes. It it makes you really consider what's going on. I mean, here we are, people walking everywhere with masks on. Mm. Well, they are up here. They are up here where I am, where I am at the moment. And I, and I mean, we, this is only a small community up here. There's only a couple of thousand people in the town, and yep. you know, I'm I'm for the first time, I think, since all this has been going on up here, I'm actually seeing people today walking around here in such a small place wearing masks, and I'm thinking, well, wow, you know. It's better to be safe than sorry, isn't it? Oh, know? absolutely, absolutely. Look, and we're actually going into Taree tomorrow to do to do things we need to do in Taree tomorrow, and we've already we've already purchased masks. Thank goodness we did because there's none available. All the shops are sold out, and my my partner she's she's pretty good with the sewing machine. She said, "Don't worry, I'll just make us up some masks." But she couldn't even get elastic because everybody's buying elastic to make up their own masks because you can't buy the blessed things. Uh, marvelous! Isn't it? First, it was the uh, toilet paper. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't even begin to fathom what was going on with that panic buying for toilet paper because it just didn't even, it didn't, even, it doesn't even affect you in that way. I don't understand that. I mean, we were travelling in January, I think it was, of, of this year, um, February. I, I can't remember. We were in South Australia <laughs> when they started saying we're going to close the borders. Uh, you know, South Australia, Victorian borders, we started heading home and yeah. you couldn't buy anything on the shelves out in the middle of the bush. Everybody, everybody was just grabbing what they could get. It was it was almost it was almost sort of apocalyptic, you know, no toilet paper, no hand sanitizer, no cans of baked beans. It's like they're really bunkering down for the for the next blasted <laughs> holocaust, you know what I mean? And it's becoming the same now. Everybody's panic buying up everything again. You know, one of the things it points out to me, and I hope other people, you know, think about this, is how important it is that we, in Australia, look after ourselves. Okay. Right. Yes. And that means that we've got to start getting back to manufacturing our own cars. Yeah. We've got to start making things for Australians in Australia. Yeah. Not selling all the raw materials cheaply to other people yes. who send those, those things back to us. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I understand it, and I agree with you 100%, Dave. I really do. Yeah. It, fr- it frustrates me to think that we sell everything to other countries. As you said, we practically give it away, uh, and then when we get it back, it costs us it's a squillion times more and and I think if we employed our own people and made it here, of course it'd be more expensive. But at the end of the day, it, it, we're keeping ourselves alive. We're keeping our country alive. We we we're creating a future for uh, you know our children. Uh, you know my my son's getting married this year, and, and you know he's going to be a father one day, and and then I'll have grandchildren. And goodness, God forbid, what what kind of a future that these that these you know future young Australians are going to have because. There's not. It's going downhill at an incredible rate, isn't it? Really. Well, it's a it's a, it's a concern. I mean, I have uh, offspring as well. Yep. You know, and and uh, I fear for their futures as well. You know, and their offspring. It's it's um, you know, we we have the we have the people in this country who have the skills, but we're losing them fast. Yeah. You know. So, what happens when we don't get 
get new cars from China. Mm. When we when we don't get uh, you know this import and that import, yeah, because it's going to come. You know, look at what's going on at the moment with between uh, America, China, and Australia in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't know where where the future of this is all. I mean, you I I've you know I came to this country when I was a ten pound pom with my parents. I've lived here all my life. I regard myself as as an Australian, and and I'm just sort of slowly watching the country. Well, of late it seems to have been quickly deteriorating into it's just a, a to me it's become somewhat of a cesspool. You know what I mean? We're taking people from everywhere, and and we're not looking after our own, in my opinion. And and it's coming back to bite us hard. You know what I mean? Well. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to say any more about that myself, Bill, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it's controversial, but, uh, you know, the world really isn't, the whole idea of democracy is almost shambolic these days, right. because the world is actually run by corporations, mm-hmm. you know? How is it that these huge corporations yep. making millions and billions of dollars, like Google, etc., yep. uh, are able to get away with paying no tax? Yep. For what they'd rip out of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Is the government not there to look after the people of this country and make sure that the wealth that is here remains our wealth and mm. not somebody else's? Yeah. I don't know. You know what, Dave? I think we should talk about music because I, <laughs> I want to put this on the air. And I don't think there's, there's going to be a lot of people out there saying, Phil, zip it. <laughs> they won't say that to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I, you know. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I agree with you 110%, brother. I agree with you. But, you know, how do you make the people sit up, listen, and pay attention? Well, the first thing you've got to do if you want people to listen is you've got to say something. Hmm. Hmm. The trouble is, it you know, the, the moment you say something that people don't like, the the, the the what you're saying, they want to shut you down, and, and they they'll call you a racist, or they'll or, or they'll just call you a rat bag, or all sorts of things, because they don't want to know anybody else's opinions but their own. Don't do they really? Yeah, yeah, but these, these things I'm saying, they're not racist. You know, no, I don't no, here, no, I'm not saying. at all, not at all, or me. I agree with you. I, I don't mind what racial mix we have in this country yep. as long as they all are prepared to say we are Australians first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Australian yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. That's Well, you're right. A hundred percent right. And, um, I, yeah. <laughs> no, Mark Evans had a, a funny quote he came out with one day. Yep. And he said, you know, he said, oh, you know, I don't mind all these people coming to Australia. He said, you know, I reckon what we should do is we should have a big sign when you come off the plane and you're coming into immigration, and the only thing we need on that sign is, welcome to Australia, behave yourself. Yeah. Look after each other and not not try and bring your your baggage and your your headaches and your problems with you that you've ran away from. Yeah, yeah, behave yourself. Yeah. That's all. That's all that counts. Yeah. Be uh, be a sensible human being. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, back to music. Let's talk about music, my friend. Because the thing is, you know, when I was talking to Glenn Shorrock about a month or so back, he got very sort of deep and philosophical as well. So we've all got opinions, and I think we're just all sitting on them and 
and and not wanting to say too much for fear of offending too many people. So yeah, well, yeah I just no, I think maybe we just need to sort of be brave enough to say what we what we actually believe. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I reckon that most people will will have the same view. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with you. I think I think it's right. I think you're right. One hundred percent. Back to music, mate. Back to music. Back to music, righto. So the the uh, the Butcher's Brew Bar. Um, it's in Marrickville, four nine nine Marrickville Road, Dowich Hill. Now you said you're only expecting about twenty people because of the size of the venue. So I guess we we've posted a link. Ticket sales. You you wouldn't know how the tickets are going. I guess. Oh. It's first come first serve. Yep. As simple as that, really. I mean, as I say, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's something like that. Twenty, yep. you know. So what can what can listeners expect? They're obviously not going to get Sunrise and Shylock and stuff like that from your Buffalo days or any of your any of your uh, Count Bishop stuff. What what sort of material are you going to be playing in this trio? And what what can you listen? Well, well, you know, I base most of what I do in blues. Yep. Uh, and I play a lot of blues songs. Right. I also play, I also play a lot of my uh, original songs, yes. uh, songs I've written over the last few years, um, and uh, I do play at least two Count Bishop songs. Right. Uh, uh, I don't normally do any Buffalo stuff. Nah. That's uh, that, that's in a trio where I'm the only guitar player. I have to as Clint would Clint Eastwood said, uh, "A man sort of knows limitations." Absolutely, you know what yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just and, and how do you make you couldn't you couldn't really do that kind of material anyway, even if you wanted to in a trio, could you? Because you've, you've got a bass player, and you've got a drummer, and you've got yourself on. Are you playing? I guess acoustic or electric acoustic or something, or you wouldn't. Well, be... I play electric, play electric guitar in this situation, and I also play slide and harmonica as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I keep pretty busy anyway. Yes, chopping and changing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Look, uh, cool. is there is there any of your material like like as the trio? I had a look because I wanted to play a little bit of your stuff through throughout the uh, after I let you go on the phone. I was going to play a bit after that to let the punters know the style of music the trio plays, but I can't really find a lot other than on there's some there's some things on YouTube, obviously. But yeah, no, well, you know. As I say, this is, this thing only really has come together uh, over the last few months. Yep. Uh, and with all the interruptions, uh, we've only been able to get together actually a couple of times to do a couple of rehearsals and just have jams. Yes. But uh, you know, we, you know, I, I I have a sort of repertoire which allows me to you know um, make something like this easy for the other players. Right. Um. A lot of a lot of blues stuff. Everybody who's been around playing music for any amount of time with a guitar in their hands knows how to play a tall bar blues. Absolutely. And so, nonetheless, you know, they also have to understand the fields. But in, and in most of the you know the older players would know and understand these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, I sort of tend to think of myself more as a as a like a traffic cop than anything else. Right. Okay. The kind of Direct the traffic. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's the Dave Tice trio, so you're just going to tell them where you want them to be. You're either going to wink at them or you're going to nod your head, and these guys know your signals, so they're going to just follow and do as instructed, no doubt. 
Well, well, I don't, well, I don't tell them where to be. Yep. So I, 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 I hope that I coax them into the same street. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but you know, one thing I always do is I try and leave as much room for the other players to have their opportunities mm-hmm. to 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 um, contribute to what's going on. Right. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you see, to me, it really is about people playing with each other, not playing and somebody else playing with them. Uh-huh. It's about people playing with each other. Of course. Yep. So we all listen. Paul may decide that, uh, you know, he's going to change the, the lick a little bit. That's fine with me. Yep. I just... Well, that's cool. I'll go with that. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's a uh, there's a lot of lot of room for improvisation, and uh, you know, we just kind of try to enjoy ourselves. Yep. So I guess every time you step on stage, I mean, and it has it's been a long time with what's going on. Um, you could play the same song tonight and the same song next week, and it'd sound different because somebody's taking a slight, like a little detour or somewhere on that song. It's not yeah. not not one hundred percent scripted. You just kind of go with the flow and get through it. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, I you know I I don't write a set list or anything like that. You know, I have a bunch of paper laying on the floor with all these song titles on, and I just sort of grab one as they come to mind. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, Phil, I've I've been uh, doing this since about nineteen sixty seven. Yes. You know. Yep. And. Uh, you know, for a lot of the early of those years, my focus was very much on career thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I came back and decided that I was going to be staying permanently in Australia and not going back to England, yes, I I, uh, I sort of came to the conclusion that what I was just going to do, I was just going to do what I wanted to do. Yep, I wasn't going to do things because it would be good. It might give me a record or whatever. Right. I just I just want to play the music I like, and I just hope other people like it. Yeah. Well, mate, I'm, I know I know you know you got a lot of respect in this industry by your peers and 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 your followers. I just hope that you know COVID doesn't prevent you from performing because it's been a while for you. Like it's been. a... It's been a lifetime for some performers that are gigging, you know, several nights a week. It's it's just such a terrible situation. And I only hope that we don't get into some silly, ridiculous lockdown where you can't actually make this gig happen because once you get out there and you start doing it again, it, it, it hopefully you'll be able to do it, you know, regularly again. Like this is what you want to do and it's the situation's preventing you, you're handcuffed. That's terrible. Well, you know, I will say one, a couple of things here. Yep. We are musicians are not the only ones suffering in this oh, situation. Oh, of course, of course. The whole country's crippled. You know, we've got to keep that in mind. We're all, we're all suffering, you know. Uh, but you know, when it comes to musicians, the, the guys like myself who have been doing it for so long, yes, and had a period in our lives when we were working every night of the week and yep. sometimes three weeks or a night. Yeah. You know on the road constantly. It, now, this is what turns rank amateurs, which is what we were when we started out, yep. into professionals. Yeah. Now, the, the, there's there's a new generations of players out there yes. 
called Essential Players, where were, are they going to get that experience? Uh, no, I've got no idea. I was just talking to Kevin Boric about that yesterday because <laughs> he said to yeah. me, oh, do you think you could get some of these new new players on your program? And I said, well, of course. I said, because he said, just don't make it about us dinosaurs, okay? Can you can you promote some of the younger boys coming through and some of the younger girls? And I said, I'd love to because I want to I want to continue to keep people like yourself. I want that I want your music to to continue so younger people can hear that. But I also want to be able to try and get behind the younger ones that are coming through the ranks. But I don't know how they're going to get the experience because if they can't play live in gigs, well, where like you just said, where are they going to get that experience from? Yes. Well, let's hope that it doesn't get that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, uh, but but it is a concern, isn't it? I mean, you know, one of the things about music is that generations of musicians hopefully pass on something to the next generation. Yep. yep. You know, there's, there's some continuity here. You know, it's like, you know, the music that I play, most of it can be traced back to the early... 19th of the early 20th century. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The blues players are yeah, yeah. guys like that who were, you know, traveling around playing in tin shacks all over America, you know? Yep. Uh, and, you know, something from that is, is always, it underlies so much of what we do now, you know? Yep. Uh, and, but hopefully we've brought something else to it as well. Yeah. And that, and this growth, this evolution can continue if there are other players able to get out there and play and take it somewhere yep well i'm going to keep my fingers crossed that we get over this as quickly as we can i know we will get over it australians are we're very residual aren't we we don't uh, we don't lay down and die we 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 certainly do resilient. Yep. resilient is a word phil what was it what was that sorry resilient, resilient. what did i say <laughs> residual <laughs> <laughs> residual sort of royalties I don't get any more from my recording I, yeah look and I think that's another thing we should talk about another day because you know your music's on Spotify don't you get don't you get something what do you probably get a cent when somebody plays a song on Spotify do they or if we really want to get into this Bill you're going to have to have at least a one hour show okay okay, okay. Well, how about we organise? How about we organise that for in the future, and we can talk about it, or we we'll just we'll turn it into a political rave about you know how Australian musicians have been ripped off by the system and so on and so forth. Because I know a lot that have been, and um, I'm sure you know more backstories to it than all than I do. And well, you know, it's not only Australian musicians; it's, it's uh, you know artists all over the world get ripped off. You know? Yeah. But what do you think? I, I mean, I had a question asked of me, and I asked it of Kevin Boric because I had him on live, and people were, were, you know, were sending in messages saying, "Can you ask Kev this? Can you ask Kev that?" And they were talking about Australian musicians not sort of receiving the recognition they deserved for what for what it was they did, whether they be an exceptional guitar player and just not having that recognition or an incredible singer. or I mean, what do you feel about that? Like, do you think Australian artists always just sort of get brushed aside, whereas, you know, American artists or English artists, they just they just seem to be up there on a pedestal, but our Australian guys don't even seem to, to rank, you know what I mean? Well, I can understand that there's a lot of resentment about those kind of things. Uh-huh. But personally, I don't feel them. Yep. Okay? Because I just don't care about that sort of stuff very much. Yeah. 
Well, Kevin was pretty much the same. Kevin laughed it off and just sort of said, but ah, it is what it is. It's all about the music, man, and it's I can't change what people think. It doesn't affect me that way. So you're obviously the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, the other thing is, but, you know, look, for 50 years, I've been able to do and make my living out of something that I love to pieces, mm. okay? Yeah. You know, now, how many people can say that? Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. Yeah. I've never made a lot of money, but I've survived. And I've, and I've had a hell of a lot of fun, met some fantastic people, Yep. played some music that, that sometimes has sent shivers up my spine, had people have clapped for what I've been doing. Mm. You know, <laughs> what what more treasure does a man want? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying and I, I agree with you. I think it's I think to be able to do what you love doing and getting paid for it, it doesn't really seem like hard work, does it? Even though it is, you don't look at it as that because you're having so much fun doing it. That's it. Part of the fun, yep. part of the fun was escaping out of some dire situations over the years as well. Mm-hmm. Surviving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, my mate. Well, look, I, I should let you go, brother, but i tell you what, if you do ever want to get on with me again and we have a big chat about it, I'd love to. We could just do a one-hour program and talk about whatever music, politic you think – people should need to know about. I think it would be great well, for the listeners. Well, I think you should find out if your listeners are being interested in that before you uh, before you attempt it because they may think after listening to a little ways a day that they don't want to hear my voice anymore. Oh, no, I don't agree with you. i got I got so many listeners. I ha- Look, I don't really know if you understand. My, because of what I do and because of the with the program that I, that I specialise in that I've, that I've been doing for, you know, quite a few years now, the people that listen to me... Um, and love your music. I, I get a request for Buffalo every week. I mean, I don't play Count Bishops because it's not Aussie. My program's not Aussie. I mean, sorry, my my program is Aussie, whereas Count Bishops is not Aussie. But I get requests for Buffalo every single week. Every single week. Wow. Yeah, yeah man, I, I uh, was contacted on Facebook. Well, I've been contacted on Facebook over the last week by three guys in yeah. bands in Lima, Peru. Wow. Okay. Who <laughs> are who are Buffalo fanatics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just I shake my head and say, "Who the hell does some bloke in Peru get here a Buffalo record?" Look, I I think it's just a case of technology and with with you know I our studio is a small studio in in you know Richmond. And because of the internet, I got listeners in America, in LA, Canada, Philippines. And you would think, why would somebody in the Philippines, for example, want to hear Johnny Farnham or, or, or Buffalo? But, you know, I get people who message me on, the, on my Facebook page and say, hey, can you play some Buffalo? Or, so, I mean, you got people out there that love your, your music. It's sad that, you know, I'd love to see you do it again. The last time I saw you do Buffalo was the, the Revisited at the Boldface Stag, and I thought you absolutely nailed it. I know you said it was bloody hard work, but you, you look like you were having a lot of fun on that stage and you had a really tight band, man. I'm telling you, it was great. Uh, the band was great. You're, you're absolutely right, Bill, you know. Uh, yep. But it was hard work, and i and I got to tell you, I loved every minute of it. And uh, it took me three days to recover. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm bullshitting you, man. Yeah. 
Of course you're bullshitting me. It, it might have took you a day to recover. I don't know because I remember we spoke after and you said, oh, i got a few aches and pains I wouldn't have had when I was 20. But... Look, is it likely that when, if this situation sort of, you know, comes back to some sort of normality that you might do the Buffalo thing again or, or no? Because I know it is demanding. I know it's hard on you, but you think you would do it again or...? Well, I, I, if this thing gets sorted out yep. in a reasonable amount of time, uh-huh. I would like to do one final, one final, yeah, little, little sort of bunch of shows. Yeah, you know? um, it'd be nice to sort of put a full stop, uh, you know, a, a nice exclamation mark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to be able to do it with the same guys that I used last time as well because they were really, really good. You know? Oh, absolutely. They were fantastic. Yeah. And especially that drummer. Oh. And God, my God, he's only a kid, that drummer. He's about 20-something, isn't he? Uh, oh, yes, yeah, okay. he's 20, about, I think he was 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's Mar- Marcus Fraser. That's uh, right. Yeah, Marcus. One of the Fraser clan of musicians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do anything? You, I remember when we spoke after the gig, you were saying you had some really good recordings. I thought you was maybe going to put out a live sort of thing from it. Or I've, I know I've seen videos on 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 YouTube and face not YouTube, sorry, Facebook and things like that, which I think are really really good. I mean, is it likely or no? Well, every now and again, I post something from yep. the last um, Paul Face Stag. Uh, Yep. Because I've got, I've got video and uh, audio of that whole show. Yeah. Uh, and I also have it in the, the show in its entirety. I also have those, those songs individually. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I... I, I it's it's, a, it's not an easy thing to sort of contemplate at this point in time to put out the whole thing. Yep. You know, at some stage, I'd like to be able to sort of say, well, you know, the, the video of the whole show is available. Yep. For people to buy, for instance, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, to be honest with you, there's a, there's a lot of things involved in doing something like that that I really don't have a lot of interest in. Fair enough. Um, you know, the whole legal business side of it I can't be bothered okay okay but who knows you know I I like the fact that I can just put put one up every now and again so that people can see bits of it yeah over a period of time time, it'll probably all end up there anyway yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah go on Oh, and I was going to say, every time you put one up, I, I watch it. I love it. I think it's great. It's I have so much memories of that night when I saw you up there and I saw the band and I thought, wow, I wish you could do this again. But I know it's not it's not an easy thing for you to do because the songs are so bloody demanding and, um, and you know, but it, I loved it. And then whenever you post one, I always watch it and think, oh, gee, you know, wouldn't it be great to have that, to buy it or to get it or to do something with it rather than... Just you put these little teasers out every now and then and put one on, you know. Well, well, you, you see now you you hit the nail on the head, Bill. They are teasers. They are indeed. That's exactly what and, they are. Yeah, and the the point to me as well as you see, this is one thing that I'm really not too philosophically endeared about mm-hmm. um, uh, the streaming business. Okay, because if you do a stream. You, then you've done it. Yep. 
that's it. You know, you, you, there's the show. You can watch it as many times as you like. Yes. There's no point in doing it again. No. Right? Mm-hmm. But if you put out things from shows that you've done, yep. teasers, okay, then there's more reason why people will want to actually sort of say, well, gee, look, they're going to be able to do a gig. Let's go and see it because we really love what we've seen. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Why, give, why just give everything away in one lump and then have nothing else to follow it with? But what about putting the show on to, you know, because a lot of the artists are doing like these ISO gigs, right, where people are paying money to see a performance and they're watching it in their own home and listening to it through their own system. Because I saw one, I think it was last week, where Peter Northcott put a show up that he did, oh, I think it was about three or four years ago when he did that Led Zeppelin, I think it was Zeppelin, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, there was another band, and he had a whole group of singers with him. He had um, David, um, uh, not David, um, Stace. Um, I'm trying to think of his Christian name. Anyway, he had all these singers with him. He had chick singers, great musicians. They they filmed they filmed the show, and then he put that up. And then he was saying, "Look, if you enjoy the show, put some money in the tip jar." Or, and with a with the other bands, they're actually saying, if you want to watch this performance, you've got to pay, and we'll, we'll send you a link, and you can sit down and watch the gig in your house, you know? So yes. I, I yes. guess they're trying to trying to gig and make some cash out of gigging, but because they can't go out and gig in face-to-face, you know? Uh, well, you know, I, I can understand all that sort of stuff, Bill, you know, and, and in fact, I have done one stream, which I found to be a particularly unsatisfactory enterprise. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and you know the, the idea of doing something like a buffalo thing, buffalo revisited show, um, whichever way you look at it, if I'm going to be doing it in, a, in the empty room, then I don't want to do it. No, no, not empty room. But the one that you've got already, that the boldface stag, that place was absolutely packed. The band was good. You were good. The atmosphere was good. If you've got that all on film, you don't think it'd be worthy to for you to put it up and charge something for people to watch it, like a live concert? Yes, well, okay, yeah, I, I, could, I could see that, you know. But, but uh, you know, that, that's uh, that's assuming we've got a situation where COVID has completely disappeared mm-hmm. and uh, everybody can go out and, and mill around together in a large, compact crowd, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yep. But that, uh, but that last show you did at the Stag a couple of years ago, you've got all that on film, you said, or on video. Yes. So if you yes. put if you put that up as a stream and charge the fee to watch it, that could be a little bit lucrative. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I'll look into it. Yeah, because it'd be certainly better than a tip jar. And, I mean, that place was packed that night and it was $35 a ticket or something. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, we, we've sort of the the, the 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 focus here has changed slightly though from when we started. <laughs> uh huh. It has. It has. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. You know, um, is there? I suppose I should do some research and find out who I could do it through. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because I know some of the bands are doing it and um, I know some of the bands, are, you know, it's not what they want to do because you, there's no live audience and you're playing virtually to yourself and, you know, it's not what performers want to do. Obviously, performers want to have 
faces and people in front of them and I guess feed from that energy and vibe in the room and it's it's very tough when there's nobody there to you know cloud and uh, clap and applaud and cheer and carry on but um I, I just think it's going to be the way for quite a while fingers crossed for your gig coming up on Saturday at the at the butcher's brew bar because yeah it's just not looking good is it anyway Phil we're we uh I'll, I'll look into that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll do some research on it. Good man. All and, right, uh, buddy. Yeah, go on. No, no. But uh, the, the, the 10-minute chat has turned into... Uh, 40 minutes and 32 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I was going to dra- I was going to drag it out for another twenty because you said we were going to talk we were going to talk some politics for an hour. <laughs> oh goodness me! It's always a pleasure to chat with you though, Dave. You're you're a, you're a top bloke. You really are. And and I just, mate, I want you to keep doing what you're doing for as long as you can keep doing it. And it's going to be my pleasure to keep telling the people about you for as long as I can. And, and anything comes up for you in the future, please let me know and I'll, I'll do my best to promote it on the program and, and through my website. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. And I'll keep doing what I'm doing yep. as long as you keep doing what you're doing. Okay? I will. That's a deal, my friend. That's a deal. And I've got to tell you, though, I'm a good bit younger than you, so you, you might be doing this from rock and roll heaven. Because <laughs> I, I saw on your face... I saw on your Facebook this morning, I think it was yesterday, Angry Anderson's just turned, I think he's just turned 70, hasn't he? And you said, oh, my God, there's finally somebody out there older than me. i got to tell you, mate, there's a lot of blokes out there older than you. You're not as old as you as you thought, unless it's the way you feel, because they're not as old as you, as you are, or as you're suggesting. Yeah, well, let's hope we, uh, we have a few more years in us yet, mate. Uh, you know, it's, uh, yep. All right. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for your time, Dave. And well, um, I appreciate it, mate. I enjoyed it. You're very, very welcome, mate. Is there anything we're going to say before you go? It's this coming Saturday. What's the date again? I, mean, I don't even know the date. The 15th, Saturday, the 15th of August. Yep. But, uh, Which yeah, is brew bar. Yeah, just over a week away. Anyway, uh, okay. And I've got, I've got, the, I've got a link on the website. And is, is there any website you want to direct your listeners to, uh, my listeners to, for yours, or would you just happy to let me try and promote it from my end as well? Well, people can always check out the Buffalo Visited website or, uh, or Facebook. Actually, I don't really have a website as such. I just use Facebook. You know, okay. I have my own page, of course, as you know, so I have my own page. Yes, you do. Yep, indeed. All right, mate. Well, look, I'm going to let you go, brother. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And you stay safe and uh, um, say hello to your lovely lady for us. And um, I hope to catch up with you, you know, in the flesh, face-to-face, not, in not too long down the distant future. Yeah, uh, same to you, mate. Uh, you take care and best to all your listeners. Everybody stay safe out there. Yep. I look forward to seeing you in the, in the not too distant future, hopefully. Okay, brother. I'll, okay, mate. I'll let you go and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dave. Bye, mate. Bye. Oh, well, there you go. Look at that. We had a great chat with David. He's gone now. But listen, you got to check out my website. Um, I, or as he said, you can you can uh, go to his uh, Facebook page. But on the website, aussieflashbacks.com.au, there is a link. If you go to the menu bar there on the top and scroll down to the gig guide, there is all the information there. Tickets, there's a link to the ticket sales. It's this coming Saturday, the 15th, at the um, Butcher's Brew Bar. Now, that's at 499 Marrickville Road, Double Chill. Um, 
what else can I tell you? Paul Wheeler from the Aztecs, he's on bass. Phil King, he's on percussion and also backing vocals. Dave Tice, lead vocals, guitar and harmonica. It's going to be a great show. The tickets are going to be limited because of the amount of people you can get in there with COVID. So, you know, show them a bit of love. Show them some support. He's a great entertainer and you're going to have a great night. I can guarantee that. It starts, well, it's not really a night. It's an afternoon show. It starts at three and finishes at six. And for all the uh, hard rock fans of Buffalo, I'm going to play one of his tracks. This is not what he does at the Butcher's Brew Bar, though, okay? He does do his 12-bar blues and a couple of the Count Bishop tracks. Um, But I'm just going to play this for you because I know there's some Buffalo fans out there. Just to remind you of, uh, you know, where he came from back in the 70s, Buffalo.
Hey, there you go. That is Dave Tice from Buffalo, and the album, of course, was Volcanic Rock. And if you want to check Dave out, he'll be on next uh, Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Butcher's Brew Bar, 499 Marrickville Road, Dulwich Hill. And he's also going to have Paul Wheeler from the Aztecs on bass and uh, Phil King who's going to be doing percussions and backing vocals, and Dave, lead vocals, guitar and harmonica. Now, go to my website, aussieflashbacks.com.au, and there you can uh, find the link, check on the menu, go to the gig guide, and uh, go down to um, the bottom, and there's a link there for the ticket sales to that venue, okay? It's, it's very limited because of COVID, so if you're interested, you better check it out really fast. I'm almost out of time, okay? I'm almost out. Um, I'm going to play another song. This is by the Band of Light. It's a great track from their um, Total Union album, which is pretty hard to get. You can get it from Gil Matthews, Aztec Music in Melbourne. Uh, He's got a website there if you want to check out Gil's site. He's got all the old Aussie classics that he's remastered onto CD. And he's also remastering remastering them now back to vinyl because vinyl's had a big insurge and um, a lot of people have wanted to listen to it on vinyl, okay? So if you're interested in the vinyl or if you just want the great Aussie CDs, go to Gil Matthews. Check him out, okay? Aztec Music. I'm going to play the track right now because I'm running out of time.
Oh, there you go, folks. The Destiny song, Band of Light from the Total Union album. Folks, it's time for me to hang up the headphones. I hope you've had a great evening with me. Don't you hang up when I hang up, though, okay, because I've got more great Aussie music coming your way 24-7. Aussieflashbacks.com.au is the place to get it. You can tune in there and listen live on the stream. From midnight tonight, we've got the Aussie True Blue Country program, okay, so make sure you stick around. And my special guest next week is Russell Morris, so that's even great. Make sure you stick around, make sure you tune in, make sure you check out my Facebook page or Spotify. Until next folks, next week folks, thank you all. Oh, and good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well it's time to go. Sweet love.